welcome to yet another episode of Trebon. 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 Oh, concise. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I've gone long. On... Sorry, were you going to say something? Yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. Please continue. So, oh, you're recording a podcast. <laughs> sorry, welcome, sorry, welcome. Guys. Take a seat. Sorry, take a seat. Glad you could be here. Uh, my, my name's Jake Spear. Join with me always are my two best mates, Double O Derby Deck. Tremond. And just joining us right now, our MI6 expert in the field, Mr. Brandon McClellan. <laughs> yeah, sorry, guys. I've just. Uh, the traffic was a nightmare, but I am reporting. I'm reporting for duty. Oh, good here. He got me all breathy then. I know. Sorry. I know. We just <laughs> let ourselves into your house. So uh, yeah, thanks that's for that. fine. That's fine. I'm really late. <laughs> Great. Well, thanks for joining us. While you're here, uh, I'm a little lost. <laughs> mission. What's yeah, that mission? mission? Yeah, that was. I was so you right. Were so it close. Yeah, it would have been good. good if I went straight into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, go, go on, go on, you dirty devil. Tell us what our mission is oh, today. Well, our mission today is Ian Fleming's novel from 1956, which goes by the name of Diamonds Are Forever. Oh, oh there you go. There Sounds you delightful. Go. Oh. Yeah, I'm sure it will be a pleasure. <laughs> It's a little, it's it's a little sarcastic. Kind of, Just kind of giving something no. away there. Yeah. I know. No, no, no. I think that's on you. I think that's your own thoughts coming up. I'm nothing but positivity and you smiles. You stay right neutral. Now. You're completely yeah. neutral. Yeah. Well, folks, thank you for joining us once again. We hope your week, your day, your month, or even your year has been trade bond. Their second could be trade bond. It could be. This very moment. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Thank you for joining us, Darby. Also, Trayvon. <laughs> um, look, a bit of housekeeping before we get uh, uh, too far down the road. If you're enjoying the podcast, uh, you've oh, vacuumed. Oh, oh, for the podcast, yes. yes. I saw that. I saw yeah. that. There's no Vespa Lint lying around. Oh, let it die. Oh, no, no, I'm hanging on to that one. Nope. If you if you guys out there are enjoying the podcast, uh, why not uh, why not give us a little review? Don't um, pressure them, Only Jake. five stars, though. No, no, no. It's only just apply light pressure. Okay. Applying light pressure. Like a good massage. Like like a good first aid course. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To a wound. Oh, yeah, you want kind of deep pressure for a yeah. massage. Yeah, you really want to get in there. <laughs> but I would imagine you'd want quite... Uh, I mean, if you've cut a vein... Light pressure. Possibly. If you've cut an artery, as much pressure as, as much possible. Pressure yeah, as possible. true. You really got to block that off. Absolutely. Yeah. Very true. But we're not doctors, <laughs> <laughs> and we're not bleeding out either. So that's right. Just a little bit of light pressure. Well, in a way. Yeah. <laughs> light pressure. Light just pressure. Light You're pressure. right. You're right. Sorry. A review. <laughs> Was the point. That's what you want? Yeah. Um, or uh, uh, share it with a mate. Or an enemy. Or an enemy. You know what? Send us to your enemy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because they'll definitely click on it. Oh, yeah. Because they'll be yeah. like, what's this mother... Yeah. You know, but tell them that you hate this show. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. like, I hate this show, and, yeah. and you should listen to it, because then they'll go, well, if that fuckstick doesn't like it, I'm going to love it. Yeah. Because fuck you. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to give the people what they want. Oh, no. Yeah. Yes, it it's is. It's back. It's back Wait, by it, it's popular, been a popular demand. Yeah, it's been more oh, than a month, by, unfortunately. It's back by unprecedented demand, really. I'm still a bit dirty honest. about the poll results from <laughs> Men with a Golden Pun. I have no fan base. <laughs> Where the Derby people at? You do, you do. Just not your puns. No. Yeah, no. true. But you I might, yes. am... am the man with the golden pun. Yes, are. and he's still wearing the crown, I ladies am. and gentlemen. I haven't taken it off. <laughs> Heavy lies this crown. 
<laughs> Let's see which part of the barrel is scraping here. Go on. Yeah. All right, yeah. all right. Well, we've got three options for you, folks. Buckle up. It's ready to go. Here we go. All right. First, first new segment possibility. We've got what's that sound, Mister Bond? What's that sound, Mister Bond? It's a classic take. This is why you didn't win the, the man with the golden pearl. <laughs> <laughs> It gets better. It gets better. Uh, it's a classic take on a classic uh, segment. We've got our best of three rounds. Excuse me. All you've got to do is name that sound and the movie that it appears in. Very challenging for you boys. Very challenging. What, and you would do this prep work? Yes, yes. So you don't compete? No, no, no. You two compete. Why? Because I'm the host. I'll play the, 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 the showman show host. I'll like Buzz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll give you a little buzzers and stuff it. like that. And you go, well, what, what's it, that sound? It. You got this because we played we 007. Played seen it, seen it the no, 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 no. This is a completely different thing. Be I think you're going to hear from someone's <laughs> lawyers. Uptree of digital technology might be on you for this. Are they still around? <laughs> I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> and so are we Mr. Bond or is Mr. Bond making the sound? Um, uh, Mr. Bond could be making the sound, but... It, it's, it could be a whole lot of other things. Right. So, so it who's, be who's asking the question? I'll be asking the question. You're asking Mr. Bond what the sound is. What's that sound? And then you'll and have if to buzz you get in. It right. Yep. Well, we have to wait for him to answer. Mr. Bond? Yeah. No, yeah. You could be Mr. Bond. But we're not. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so we answer a single question each. There's going to be three sounds. Round. Oh, three rounds. There's going to be three yep. rounds, right? I'm going to turn up with a sound. Yep. From one of the James Bond movies. Yep. First to buzz in, you have to answer it. You've got to name that sound and the movie that it appears in. Okay. What would hang on? Name that sound as if as as like it could be James Bond's car horn. Absolutely. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You've really got to test your James Bond listening. Ears. I don't know how you're going to set about actually getting that sound bite. You, mm, are you going to record the TV you on your just phone? Wait, or, possibly. Or, don't do that. Yeah, please don't do that. <laughs> please don't do that. This is an audio podcast. <laughs> We'll see. It might not get the votes. Tell you what could get the votes, though. What? Q's reviews. Q's reviews could get the, could get the vote. Each of us. Each of us have to review the wackiest new real-world gadget as if it's a new addition to Q branch. <laughs> That's not bad. We have to do this in our Q voices. And a public poll will decide which of the gadgets Wait, is we, the wackiest. So we invent the gadget? No, it's we have to find world. something Fine. in the news. And sell yes. it as a Q and gadget. And sell it as a Q I gadget. I don't subscribe to Wired. <laughs> I don't Tech know. Crunch, you've got to get them all. This is new iOS 12, 007. <laughs> it's an iPhone. <laughs> It's got, to, it's got to be the wackiest, it's got to be the craziest. So we don't even make it up ourselves? No. Oh, well. No, you've got to go out and you've got to investigate. Like 007. And it's Q's reviews. Your naming kind of cultures have changed. And they're That's not what as I'm good. talking about. They're not it's, as you've good. You've lost the man with the golden pun yeah. by a huge amount. Well, yeah. because your and, last and three titles you were even, puns. Yeah, they, you haven't even attempted. No. You've shot your wad. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about this one? Third and final one. Yeah. Thank you for your purvis. And Wade. <laughs> That one? That's better. Thank you. Thank you. We're getting back. All right. Thank you for your purpose. And wait. What the hell is this? <laughs> thank you for there your purpose. There is nothing in my head I that is know. like, you have to find and kidnap either purpose or wait. <laughs> now, 10 rounds. Oh, of... thank you for your service. Yes. Yeah. I thought it was thank you for your purchase. No, oh, I, I was I like, went... that's not so much a saying, but I like it. I went to Little Miss Muffet eating her curds and whey. 
Cousin Wade. Cousin yeah. Wade. <laughs> right, right. No, no, no. Thank you for your service. It's thank you for your purpose. Yeah, and yeah. Wade. Now there's ten rounds of this one. Oh no! Ten rounds in a of, single lap of finish that Purvis and Wade quote. Okay. Okay. It's a test. Quote, quote from quote from Purvis and Wade. Not just their Bond movies. Could be. It could be an interview that they did. <laughs> <laughs> it could be or the other movie they did. <laughs> Some of the other films. I'm going to vote for this one because it seems like the most legwork for you. <laughs> Ooh, now yeah. hang on yeah, That yeah, shouldn't yeah. be Everyone's yeah. driving force Behind this It's all about The quality of the segment Okay So recap it for us Alright You've got What's that sound Mr Bond uh-huh. Best of three rounds Name yeah. that sound And the movie it's from And yeah. the winner is crowned The sound <laughs> <laughs> Or Mr Bond no, right. well, I prefer to be crowned The sound The sound <laughs> I wear the sound crown <laughs> Yeah that's right yeah, Great 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 uh, Then you've got Q's reviews Yep Find your world's loose clues. Uh, wackiest gadget. Uh, the, find the world's wackiest gadget, or find a gadget and present it in the style of Q. That's accurate. That would be the one. That's a good. That's and a wackiness good. gets extra votes. It yes, would. it will. It it will. Sure, it it's going to go to a public vote. Yeah. Yep. It's got to be the wackiest. Yep. Then third and final. Thank you for your purpose. And, and wait. Right. Name those there's or finish those. There, there is. There's okay. an ellipsis. Uh, ten rounds. Of uh, finish that Purvis and Wade quote. That sounds pretty boring, though. I don't know. Might not be. Mm. <clears throat> All right. Well, look, gentlemen. Here's one for you. <gasps> oh. Now it's been a bit of a break from the story. I know. It has. It has. Well, we got some. Uh, if this was a movie poster for today's episode, it would be the, the quote would be like. Everything is different. Or like, oh, nothing stays the same this forever. This film changes everything. everything. That's the one. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Okay, so previously on The Ties That Bind. Saved from certain death by the mechanical arms of the newly sentient bondler, James Bond rushed away from the doomed red slug across the spray. The corpse of Jill Bind his only company. Oh, of course. I wrote the last show. I don't even remember it. <laughs> it was a little while ago. Yeah, it was. Uh, adrift once more, and just third time in our stories that James Bond has been adrift at sea. Yes. We need to get away from this. floating around. <laughs> Absolutely. Adrift once more, Bond gave Bind a burial at sea before laying down in the bondola and contemplating the stars. His reflections cut short. He noticed one star glowing brighter than the rest. That's right. Yes, that's right. Not a moment too soon, he jumped from the bondola into the sea as a massive explosion ripped the boat apart and sent James Bond to the murky depths (laughs) at the edge of consciousness and fading fast. The second time in as many days. That's right. So Mm. three times in the sea, two times towards Mm. the murky depths, dying. Really? He should be dead. He should should be be dead. dead. Okay, so... Goodness me, how do you get out of this? Well, I'll tell you. Currently on The Ties That Bind. Now, I will say that uh, last, last time I towed the line a little bit. Yes. And, uh, and I wrote a story in your style. I just want to say I'm firmly back in my world right, here. Right, so right, just okay. prepare yourself. Okay. All right, good. Chitty, good. chitty, bang, bang. Yes. Right, great. For all those Derby uh, fans out there, <laughs> here it comes. This is very Derby-esque. This is like, this is like an interpretive dance. Oh, shit. <laughs> As James Bond sunk deeper, he could feel the consciousness that was James Bond quickly shrinking. His 70 years as a double O, his many loves and blows to the heart, his endless quips and shiny repartee, 
his gorgeous hair and steady stare, a tiny flickering image growing darker at the edges. From the deep, deep belly of the ocean came forth a massive hand, monumental, graceful. It plucked him from his limp suspension and pulled him deeper still. It didn't seek to cause him harm, and indeed he didn't fear it. Holding him gently by the ankle in thumb and forefinger as it drew him further into its world, its presence was kind and nurturing, like a lover or a pretty, pretty girl. <laughs> I feel like I've seen this Fleming. before. That's, That's very <laughs> Music played, the music of his life, though he strained to hear it. It sounded oh. catchy as hell. <laughs> and then the sandy floor of the ocean came suddenly towards him. It opened swallowing him whole, and he sunk further still. Surely this would be the end of the ties that bind James Bond to this world. Surely. But no. In the blackness, (laughs) a final show for our hero. Final? Was this the flashing of life before his eyes? Indeed, it was spectacular. A Broadway show. What? What? Faces came towards him, huge and looming. Roxbury, laughing in the flames. The burly behemoth Bjorn, blue eyes shooting space lasers. Sophia, (laughs) dancing on a gun. Words and names he didn't know or care for came hurtling towards him. And suddenly he was in the desert. The Australian outback, thirsting for water. Then more looming faces, which all shattered into glass in turn. The psychotic Otto Doss. The hulking Texan. And finally, M, sitting in his office in London, staring at the Thames. At last, he found himself on a grand stage. The audience filled with the aforementioned faces, and still more from his past. Before him, an open coffin filled with water. It spilled from the sides and wet his shoes. In it, Jill Bind, pale, bloated, dead. Around the coffin now, the five severed heads of the other slain double O's. The audience laugh, some cry, others hurl tomatoes. <laughs> Was this curtains for James Bond? And now, currently on, death via Otto's fixation. <laughs> the new chapter in our James Bond story. I start you gentlemen off with a prologue Titled A Phone Call for M Oh we're titling now We're titling the chapters That's a new thing That's good We must must. So yours will be chapter one Jake Because this is the prologue prologue. And again that title Death via Otto's Otto's fixation Otto's fixation Fixation Otto Death via Otto's Otto's fixation Otto's Otto's fixation His apostrophe S His fixation on something Yes Correct Great Great not Otto's erotic fixation. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough to suggest yes, it. Yes, sure. <laughs> All right. So we've had. The, how do you pronounce Thames? Is it Thames? The Thames. The Thames. Thames. Right. Thames. Thames. It's the Thames. Thames. I'm going to call it the Thames. The Thames. So we've had the title sequence. We've we've just ended ended. Yes, the ties that bind is the title sequence for Death via Otto's fixation. Holy crap! We effectively just finished our title sequence. Okay, right. fabulous. Okay. All right, we're with it. Yep. All right. As M sat in his office watching the steady flow of the Thames, he of course thought solely of James Bond. 
in his 112 years in the British Secret Service, he he had never encountered such a fine gentleman, nor true a friend, but there had been no other option. He looked expectantly at the telephone on his red leather desk, knowing at any moment it would sing its macabre song, confirming what he already felt in the pit of his stomach. Indeed, now it obliged him. He picked it up stiffly and waited for the familiar Austrian voice to hiss. Are we secure? Of course, said Emmy. Oh my God! They were. All double O's confirmed dead. We have the stockpile. Well done. (gasps) Nothing stands in our way now. M cradled the phone. His gaze turned vacant. The Tem continued to flow. Oh, it's not him. It can't be him. Oh. Is that it? Is that That's it? it? That's it. Oh, oh my, my god. god. It's time for fact check. And we don't have to do that anymore. New rule. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> How, what should be our new rule of... Uh, uh, and that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. Okay, okay so you have to end a chapter now with... And that's, that's it. it. <laughs> oh my god. All right. It's all different now. Well, it's, it's not M. It can't be M. It's well, someone in disguise. Oh, a, don't go there. That's up to you. Oh. And then me. And then Darby. Well, just, think, <laughs> just think about it. Why did M send all the double O's to, on this suicide mission? He didn't know it was a suicide mission. Yeah, well, well, maybe, maybe he, he, did. he did. We'll have to find out next this time. Now lies in your hands. <laughs> oh God, that's a hell of a title sequence too. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mostly Skyfall and, very, very, and Lynch. <laughs> like David Lynch does Skyfall. Yeah, yeah. There's like uh, moments of the, like clowns clapping and, <laughs> and the, the seven heads yeah, yeah. around a coffin yes oh, yeah, it's yeah. so morbid uh, it's very performance art that's great <laughs> fabulous alright well uh, a bit of fact check for you um uh, GoldenEye Reloaded 007 007 alright trademark GoldenEye 007 Reloaded trademark. Reloaded trademark. TM alright I'll accept alright um, question number one: Was Bloodstone made by Treyarch, and did they also do Quantum of Solace? Yes, and yes. I'm going to say no. Well, that's going back on what you said. Yeah. Oh, well, let's keep this interesting. We're in the here and now. Maybe these people haven't listened to last episode. I'm just, I'm trying to create good radio. <laughs> I'm not consistent in my views. Uh, well, I'll tell you something. Bloodstone was developed by Bizarre Creations. Oh. And published... Same people that made you. And published by Activision. Uh, Activision. Yeah, Activision. Activision and Treyarch are yeah. Activision. So we're all, we're all right. Is there another company called Directivision? Since when's Treyarch oh, Activision? Right Division. Uh-huh. When is Treyarch Activision? Activision own Treyarch. Treyarch make all the all the uh, non-sequential Call of Duties, or they used to. They don't anymore. Right. So would, are they a developer though, or are they a publisher? Because I that's... thought they were a separate studio. So did I. No, they're owned by because it's Activision and Treyarch make Call of Duty, uh, World at War, and Black Ops. I remember them oh. alternating, but I thought that was because they were two separate places. Well, you should have done this in your fact check. Well, Activision like own every game down here. Anyway, uh, so much to say. Quantum of Solace was developed by Eurocom for PS2, uh, Vicarious Visions for DS, Beanox for PC and Wii, Treyarch for PS. And three sixty and published by Activision. Oh, so what? I wasn't listening. What was the answer? Uh, well, the answer <laughs> is that Treyarch did not do Bloodstone. 
Mm. Treyarch did do goose. They did do a goose. <laughs> they did do the <laughs> Uh, they did. <laughs> That's definitely cracked me up. <laughs> they did the course. Uh, they did the course. Oh, that for... was a hell of a game. Game of the year. Course. <laughs> course. Better. Better. I thought the sequel was better. Course. Course. <laughs> Jesus. You reckon we get paid for this? Uh, quarter of salt. Oh, Oh god! Did you? Hang on, did Kuss come from QOS? <laughs> no, it didn't. Oh, I just—I wanted to rent. say Quantum of Solace, but I just kind of confused the S, so it came out as Kuss <laughs> really quickly. Uh, Treyarch uh, did uh, Kuss for the PS3 and 360. But yes. <laughs> oh okay. god! Okay. All right. Very good. Um, <laughs> Was the actor who portrayed Alex Trevelyan the only other actor who performed, in bunny ears, the role? Uh, was it his face? Like mocaps. And, oh, and, oh. and was there any motion capture used for this game? Darby believed that none of the other characters were real people. Yeah. I stand by it. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot Cohen was cast as Trevelyan, and yes... I thought it was Alec Guinness. No, no. No. Not from not Obi Wan Kenobi from the original. No, Star long Wars. gone, long gone. Mm. Um, uh, yes, it was his face uh, that was marked up, but and his, not his voice. His, <laughs> well, no, it was his voice. It just sounded like that's where you were going. It was his face. It was his face, but nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> and it was his performance as well. It was tracked and filmed for the game. Was but Daniel just his face? Was was Daniel doing mocap? Yeah. Couldn't find. Couldn't find. Mm. See, it's definitely his face, but from the footage I could find, I get the feeling that they just took it from images. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no He's direct a, evidence well, kind of, of him doing inside his body most of the time, yeah. anyway. Yeah, so it's, not, yeah. it's really just those little cutscenes where we yeah. get a glimpse of the face. Um, uh, so what of it, the others? It was, it was um, Elliot Cohen, and it was also the other actors that played Natalia, Xenia, Oromov and All of them. But they look so bland and neutral. They're yeah. real people. Because the Xenia and the Natalia look, look interchangeable. Identical. Yeah. Yes, yes. No, all real people, all track oh. performances. Um, there was motion capture done for this game. You can actually see a lot of footage of the uh, behind the scenes motion uh, capture on I'm YouTube. Good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, ben <laughs> Cook was the fight and stunt coordinator for the game. He is also Daniel's double for the game. He did most of Daniel's oh. uh, mocap oh. work. And he's so also, he plays Daniel is he, the, is he the stunt double in the movies? Yes, yes. Uh, for Casino, Kuss uh, and Skyfall. <laughs> yeah, he's the one that does the, the crane jumpy sh- stuff. Yeah, right. Wow. There you go, there you go. Oh. But there was a total of 25 motion capture performances. Uh, wow. Performers. Moving on. Who worked on the game. <laughs> And moving on, uh, has Daniel Craig voiced any other characters? Darby, you mentioned Red Rackham. Red Rackham uh, from Tintin. Oh, yes, yeah. But you you also believe that there were motion capture. There was motion capture yes. involved there. Yep. Um, two thousand and six. Well, I don't believe I know for sure. Well, that's that's true. Yes, that's true. Yeah. It is a it is a known fact. Mm. Uh, but in two thousand and six, <sighs> Daniel Craig voiced the character of Bartholomew Karras in the animated feature film Renaissance. Oh. You can see footage of, on YouTube of Daniel Craig in the recording studio putting down a few takes for the film. And according to Wikipedia, uh, the film uh, 
according to Wikipedia, the Wikipedia page of the film, <laughs> that is to say that the the Wikipedia of the page of the film says in here. that the cast used <laughs> motion capture suits as ah. well. So there's maybe a bit of motion capture there. But that's still a voice performance. Was he a human yeah. or like a little mouse or pigeon or something? No, he was a he was a human, mm-hmm. um, but was not Daniel Craig. David G. Wilson had a cameo in this game. Yeah, we said know. Brandon. Uh, mm. It wasn't his voice, but he believes they used his face for Sky Briggs. You're correct in saying that it's not his voice. Nathan Osgood yeah, is credited for playing the role of Sky Briggs, but. Cannot find any evidence of yeah. David's cameo. Tell you where you'd find that, Brandon's asshole. Yeah. That's where he pulled it from. But I tell you what, I know this Sorry. is a uh, this isn't a visual medium, but look at this. Oh, that is him. That's David G. Wilson, and that's Sky yeah. Briggs. Oh, that's yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. you know what? I I, I, I retract my statement. It's pretty <laughs> uncanny. It's pretty. It's, it's hard pretty to find anything close. in writing. I'd like but to know where. But what about the guy who this. played him? Does he look anything like? He that? wouldn't have done that work. It's right, Jake. Right. I didn't do that work, but I can bet. You did so doesn't. well in the last yeah, fact check. Yeah. Oh. No, that wasn't the fact check. Oh, no, it was just, it was just a moment. Yeah. It was we, just a we moment. praised you. <laughs> it was the top five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Oh, this is bullying. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is why we need an HR department. Um, hey, who's the game fan? director for GoldenEye Reloaded? Oh, and yeah. was Bruce Feirstein, sorry, Feirstein, the only <clears throat> writer? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to say yes to both. Bruce Feistein <laughs> yes. is the only writer credited on the game. So I win. However, ah. however, Robert Matthews is credited simply as script, as well as production, as part of the Eurocom Entertainment Software team. He did it all. Perhaps. Uh, then you also have creative consultant, story and script... By Adam Foshko from Activision Central oh, Studios. That's not writing. That's bureaucracy. You've got animation directors, you've got technical art directors, VP art production, VP central design, programming department. Who's running this thing? Activision. No one's credited as a director, though. No, uh, no director vision. <laughs> <laughs> However, Martin McBain is the motion capture director who oversaw the cutscenes. So, uh, there's yeah, a director. directed performance. Kind of him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of him. Kind of. Um, uh, and finally, and finally. Wow, we got wow. that uh, this, this week. This is pretty good. Yeah. A house divided cannot lay eggs. That's Sorry. right. Abraham, uh, Abraham Lincoln. Abraham, Abraham Lincoln. Um, Said it in 1978. You want to you have a proper go? Of that, You've said it. No, finish the quote. Uh, What's the context? A, ho- a house divided uh, oh, cannot yeah. stand. And standing is very important because if you sit too long at a desk, uh, you have sofa. increased or a sofa increased risk of heart disease or colon cancer. That's pretty close. That's that's pretty close. He got the start pretty pretty right. Yes. Uh, a house divided against itself cannot stand, and it'll uh, get termites, and uh, it will get termites and heart disease. Uh, that was that was Abraham Lincoln, June 16, 1858. I thought you were going to say, that was Abraham Lincoln Jr. <laughs> uh, after Abraham Lincoln accepted the Illinois Republican Party's nomination as that state's senator. Senator. So there you go. There you right. Go. But houses that can't stand do also lay eggs. And they have termites. And that is fact check. That is fact check. Well, gentlemen, it's time for us to go uh, into the way, way back machine. Oh, we're going to get in the time machine. Yeah, we're going to get into the time machine. So uh, just buckle up here and uh, 
You boys ready? Uh, ready as I'll ever be. I was going to say that. pressing the buttons now. Time travel. It's insane. It's amazing. It's a real thing. And it sounds like a tape being rewound. It does a little bit. Which, I guess, makes sense. That makes sense. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. So what are your preconceived notions <laughs> for diamonds are for ever, 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 ever. Oh, oh, does it do this on the cover? I don't know. Oh. Well, Depends on your cover. Who wants to go first? Jake, go. Jake. Oh, go. Well, Three, I didn't have two, a choice one, in that go. matter. Uh, preconceived notions. Where were we? Uh, no, I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be good. What do you think question? that? What, where, do you think what, that? what do you mean? Where, where were, were we? we? Where have we come from? Uh, where did you people? go? Where'd you no, come from? No. Got Night Joe. <laughs> Moonraker is Moonraker. the last book we Moonraker read. Just for the, the audience. Book. Just for a reminder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we've come from Moonraker. Mm-hmm. We've come from the cliffs of Dover and, and uh, nuclear weapons. We're going to Vegas, baby. Ding, ding. The Windy City. Poker I will, yeah. I'll put that in the background. Cool, yeah. great. City of Lovers. Oh. Um, and I think... I think it's going to be a banger. I you say that about yeah. every single book. <laughs> you do. No, do what? Oh. It's been pretty right so far. So, so far, far yeah, we've got a pretty good strike record. No, because the film's got some baggage. You yeah. know, I think a lot of people bring it down. I don't mind it, but it does get brought down. I don't think the book's going to be as as campy as um, the film. Mm. I don't think we're going to get moon buggies with wheels falling off, or Blofeld mm. in drag, or Blofeld in drag. You know. Unfortunately, you know, <laughs> really unfortunately. Yeah. So, but it will be a blow. F- I don't know. Oh. I don't know. You don't remember? I don't remember. Uh, it's going to be a blow. I, I, it's going to be lasers in the sky, isn't this? This is all about a big diamond laser. This one. Oh, I no, think you might. I think that's another day. Uh, yeah, and diamonds. Oh. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So, why are diamonds forever? Because they're a girl's best friend. They're a girl's best friend, and women are forever. Ah. Yeah. Ah. Marriage. You're right. Yeah. No, this isn't this all going to be about gangs and black market trading and all kinds oh, of stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, I think there is a bit of gang. No, no, That's no. The, yeah, maybe. I think there is a bit of gang Smuggle, stuff. Diamond right? smugglers. Ah. Whoa. Whoa. That's what I reckon. Isn't there something about a suitcase? There could Probably. be suitcases. Oh, uh, Tiffany case. Ah, that's yeah, what you're thinking. That's yeah, what I'm thinking. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so you think it's going to be a banger, Darby? What do you think? Yeah, it's going to be great. What's Look, your big thing? You're expecting. Um, coming, I just got to point out to, yeah. the, to you boys mm. and the listeners that I was bang on with my preconceived notions for Munragar in that uh, in that I guessed that that would be kind of where we went to thematically. I said, uh, oh look, yes, looking yep. at wh- where we'd been, I was like, Bond needs to take on a threat that is, you know, will impact the world and yada yada yada. So using that kind of logic, mm-hmm. yeah, to make mm-hmm. to get to my point, sure. Um, I feel like now it, Diamonds Are Forever is going to be a bit of a breath out in a sense. Um, it'll go back to smaller stakes. Oh, yeah. Rather okay. than doing anything that's too massive Big again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, fair, fair, fair. I don't really know what's going to happen. I'm expecting to not like the Tiffany case thing. I Just judging on what we've read, I think it's going to be poorly handled. I don't know. Mm, Right, yeah. Uh, I go in with bated breath, but I hope it's good. I hope she's a good character. I hope she's served well and isn't just a sex object this time 
around, or at least, you know, I don't know. It's hard. I don't know where I stand with all that stuff yet. I'm still figuring it out. Yeah. 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 I hope this just gives me a bit more evidence one way or the other so I can, yeah. Figure out where... Where I sit. He, he stands. Where he where stands. Where we stand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, The only other thing I can really point out is... Uh, Look, I'm looking forward to some cool and scary and spooky Winton Kids sequences. Oh, yeah. 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 Right. Bring on I the think, Winton Kids. Yeah, we're going to go a little hard-boiled, a little pulpy uh, with them. And, and I think they're going to be quite musical and, and creepy. And I think they're going to be fun. Yeah. I th- yeah. Hard-boiled. I think that's what boiled. I'm expecting, yeah, actually. Yeah. Mm. That's a good phrase. I think hard-boiled. I think we're going to get... I think we're going to get a lot of the feel from the New York scenes in Live and Let Die. Yeah. I feel like we're going back to that world. It feels like world. another Connery story. Yeah, yeah. I know it's just because of the film, but also but, but it, the it, nature of it. Yeah. I would say that Live and Let Die feels more like a Roger Moore adventure. Oh, yeah. um, in Do you parts. think the New Roger York Moore, stuff does? Roger Moore, Daniel Craig hybrid. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but Moonraker for me was definitely a Sean Connery. Oh, and I'm yeah, expecting yeah. more Sean Connery kind of imagery in this. Yeah, sure. I think so too. Mm. I think we're going to, yeah, I think it's going to get pretty brutal. I think we're going to see a pretty, I think it's probably going to be par for the course, but there'll be a torture scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> That's yeah, what yeah. I'm expecting. Sure. I'm expecting Winton Kid to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, because they're really good in the films, so they better be bloody good in the, in yeah. the novels. Mm. Uh, Tiffany Case, I think she's meant to be from memory really important. Yeah, right. And she think, becomes Bond's girlfriend. I think or something. she does. Yeah, I think mm. they actually like become a bit of a long-term thing. Sure, can't ah. remember. All can't right. remember. I don't really remember much of this. I just hope that it's enjoyable. I wonder yeah. if she's carrying around any baggage in that uh, oh. Tiffany case she has. Uh, mm. uh-huh. Oh yeah, yeah. diamonds. Diamonds. Yeah. Uh, Well, I guess it's time for you to grab your paperback, your hardback, your audiobook, your Kindle, uh, your PDF. I think I'm going to do an audiobook this time, maybe. Or maybe maybe who does it? I think I might uh, read along with an audiobook. Yeah, read read along with it for your notes. Uh, I might do an audiobook too, then. Because Jake did it last time. I thought we were supposed to be reading, but apparently we can. Well, as long as you read along with it, so you can make notes and. We can't read and drive at the same time from the library. Yeah, well, you hired the book for no reason last time. No, I read a few chapters from the library. You say you can't read and drive at the same time. Because you totally can. Yeah, not with that attitude. (laughs) Yeah. God. That's why you have this the stand on yeah. the dash. Oh, to hold it up. Yeah. That's right. Oh, then you can just or watch just it. just get your fiance to hold the wheel or turn the pages, one yeah. or the other. Oh, see, that's how you do it. But no matter how you're reading it, read it and. Um, well, hang on. You oh. can you can turn both pages and a wheel. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, good point. Good yeah. discovery. Yeah, there we go. Well, there you go. You don't have to listen to the rest of the podcast now. <laughs> Uh, but uh, we'll be back in a jiffy, uh, and we'll see you soon to talk about uh, what we actually thought about uh, Ian Moon Fleming's Maker. 1955 oh. novel, Diamonds Are Forever. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany Case, a cold, gorgeous, hard-boiled blonde, the kind of girl you could get into a lot of trouble with, if you wanted. She stands between James Bond and the leaders of a diamond smuggling ring that stretches from Africa via London to the States. 
Bond uses her to infiltrate this gang, but once in America, the hunter becomes the hunted. And also a hunter. And a hunter. <laughs> Bond is in real danger until help comes from an unlikely quarter. The Ice Maiden herself. Oh! So goes the back of my 2006 Penguin edition of 1956. Not 55, you idiot. Oh, <laughs> he's out on himself. Yeah, well, someone's got to be. Uh, a copy of Ian Fleming's uh, Diamonds Are Forever. Oh, now, okay. let me, gentlemen, read to you what critics at the time said of this novel. What are critics calling it? Pray tell. Critics are calling it... Well, <clears throat> no, I, I didn't write it like that, so I'm not good at improvising. All right. <laughs> Julian Simons. Liar. For the time. <laughs> You're a dirty liar. Julian Simons for the Times Literary Supplement wrote that uh, wrote that he thought Fleming wrote, let me go again sure. uh, wrote that he thought Fleming had a fine eye for places an ability to convey his own interest in the mechanics mechanics of gambling and an air of knowledgeableness which is not a word wrote that he thought Fleming <laughs> <laughs> but that he also had an inability to write convincing dialogue, you and me both, and called it Fleming's weakest book. Ooh. Ooh. Millwood Kennedy, for Ooh. the Manchester Guardian, no, thought Mill that Fleming was determined to be as tough as Chandler, Raymond Chandler, ah. if a little less lifelike. Raymond Chandler himself was more kind to him. Because he was friends Fleming. with Ian. I believe so, yes. <clears throat> Friendly. Uh, saying that it was about the nicest piece of bookmaking in this type of literature, which I have seen for a long time. Is he referring about the actual tome itself? I would imagine. Mm. <laughs> Not to give like anything away. the cover away. and the yeah, yeah. threading. Absolutely. He's like, oh, that's a good, that's a well-made book. Good <laughs> book. Well done. Yeah, yeah. Binding. Mr. F and then he finishes by saying, Mr. Fleming writes a journalistic style. Neat, clean, spare, and never pretentious. Anthony Boucher, friend of the podcast, yes. and New York Times reviewer at the time. Budget love. <laughs> thought that the narrative is loose-jointed and weakly resolved, and that Bond resolves his assignments more by muscles than, mm. and luck than by any sign of operative intelligence. Ooh. So that's what they were saying at the time in 1956. Yes. Now this is what contemporary critics are saying. Okay. Supposedlyfun.com who were effusive in their praise of Moonraker, I think you'll remember, wrote, Diamonds is the most problematic of Ian Fleming's Bond books so far, by a long shot. It's also the most dull. It's not a terrible read, but given how enjoyable the rest of the books have been, it is definitely a disappointment. It was such a difficult slog getting through this book, said Calvin Dyson. Hmm. I found myself bored through the vast majority of it. And lastly, our friends over at the James Bond complex said uh -huh. that it was not Fleming's best work, uh, but they, w they highlighted Tiffany Case, Wint and Kidd as strong characters, but ultimately advised fans to skip it. Huh. So, oh. that's what critics at the time and now are saying of uh, Diamonds Are Forever. Do you concur? I mean, it feels like the, the overall feeling of the reviews is uh, negative. Yeah. There's not too many champions of this one out there, it seems. <coughs> no. It seems to be. Will it be you? Whiz Definitely kid. not. Oh. No, will it be? Will it be thee? Um, no. 
No. Hmm. It won't be me. <laughs> Where uh, is this champion yeah. of diamonds are forever? I'm sure we'll hear about it in the comments. <laughs> it, what, where do you want to jump off? Is there is there anything burning for you that you're like... I feel like it's always nice to talk about the way in to the story. Right. Uh, um, and and it's, always, it's been interesting thus far seeing how, um, given it is a series, mm. how, ne- how Fleming chooses to, to come in. What did you guys think of the opening of this one? Because... I thought it was one of the stronger pre- I, pre-title sequences. So did I. I yeah. thought that all that stuff with the scorpion. And, yes. And, yeah, because uh, yeah, we start we start micro. Oh, we do. We yes. start on the shining black armor of a scorpion. Yeah. Yet what I realized about that first chapter in particular was, and I don't know what I mean. This might be saying the most obvious statement in the world, but I noticed something very particular about Fleming's style of writing in this book, particularly that chapter. Where he he certainly writes in shots, yes, and yes. Uh, and that occurred to me on yeah on page one or two, and I had an interesting journey through the book because I had that sort of lens on it. Really the man's visual. the man's storyboards essentially. Um, yeah, that's my problem with this one. Yeah, is that I'm like write a goddamn book. Yeah, <laughs> to stop writing the movie that you want to make. Yeah, because mm-hmm. there are moments with mm-hmm. that where I'm like. He literally zooms out. He literally zooms out at the start there. Where I'm like, that's awesome. And he also, you know, he he places perspective a lot in this one. Which he does in the the previous ones. But simply, you know, having James Bond overhear conversations from inside a trunk. Having, you know, he places the audience's perspective in different locations much like a, a, a filmmaker does yes. you know there there is this sort of running energy to this one i, I felt the the <clears throat> thing though as much as i like lo- i think that opening chapter is is quite good and it's intriguing mm. i feel like it doesn't actually have a payoff and that's kind of one of my big gripes that i think i'll bring up quite a bit while we're through this book, yeah yeah is that there's never a there's never a payoff to anything that he sets up. Or if there is, like a it's on the next page. Mm, like mm. he'll set moments up or he'll set little lines up to be remembered. And then he'll either not follow through on wrapping that thread up. Yeah. Or, or he'll, follow, or he'll it follow it up too quickly. Where yeah. he'll plant an idea and then two pages later we get the payoff. And I'm like, oh, well, what are yeah, you doing? yeah. It, it happens quite a lot once they get on the cruise ship at the end. Like the stuff with the scorpion, I was expecting that to come up more throughout the book. Because it doesn't... And yes. There was part of me going, oh, okay. the scorpion's going to come back? Yeah, I thought the scorpion was going to come back, but like it, it is in the film. That was colouring my the, mind. The only... Sim- I kind of felt the opening image because the scorpion pierces a mouse mm. yeah. and then is killed by the man. The man. Yes. Is then greeted by a helicopter. So is there is this sense, along with the visual idea of, of zooming back, there is this sense of a the threat behind chain. a threat, or a food chain, or a pipeline. Definitely. So it does have a symbolic symbol in that sense. But I, I get what you're saying in that. Well, that that's a very specific image. It is, and that chain that happens. It, I know that he's trying to tie that into the Star Spangled. Ganner Six, yeah. <laughs> whatever their bloody name is, yeah. ridiculous gang. The Spangle the, Gang, the Spangle Gang, yeah. the Spang Gang, <laughs> uh, the Spangies. Um, but it, it's really kind of like it's so surface level. I mean, it says that it's not pretentious. Raymond Chandler said that. Yeah, I don't agree with which that. I don't know if I agree with with this. And I'm just a bit like this feels like I don't know. It just feels like a waste of my time. 
Mm. That that was a big thing that I had reading this. This one took me a lot. I kept putting it down a lot mm. over the last month. Most of them I finished within a day or two's sitting. This one I just could not be bothered. Didn't keep you going. Did not keep me going. Yeah, right. Because I don't think there is anything happening. There is a lot of move on, Ian, please, yeah. going yeah. on. He gets really stu- bogged down. Whereas in the previous novels, it felt complementary to the plot, to the, to the feeling yes. of the novel. Here it felt like, why are we talking about this? Yes. What, what are we doing here? We were mm. going somewhere. Mm. You know, Like his little quibbles about um, uh, when they're in the Ireland stopover on the BOAC plane. They mm. stop over in Ireland and there's the yep. thing. And it just feels like he's like, oh, you can't even bloody understand the goddamn Irish. You know, all oh, I look at the BOAC and their stupid linens. Their, their knickknacks in yeah, the store, yeah. the it's souvenirs. Like, oh, right, I get it. You don't like the Irish. It's yeah. just a bit like, where's this <laughs> come from? I mean, Why ca- are we here? Case in point, after the, the, the big finale with um, the first Spang, Scatter, what's his name? Scatterfina? Seraphimo. Seraphimo Spang. That's right. You know, the first kind of major climax of the novel. Mm-hmm. And um, and the template Ian's set for us in the past, I call him Ian, we're on a first name basis. Yes, now. yes, yes. Um, You're is, very well acquainted with the ghost of him. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Visits me every night. Yes. Uh, is the kind of, is the, the, the post climax reprieve where we take a bit of time to understand our characters a little bit more acquaint Tiffany with Bond now that they've got time to actually look at each other and not stress out so much and that happens on our cruise ship mm. and they go to dinner right and Wint and Kid are, are, are revealed to be somehow creeping onto the ship yes we know this all yet Ian Fleming spends time talking about how the raffle works yes I know, I know. for about two pages yeah like <laughs> what, what happened here man betting what, on what? how long it's going to take to get there yeah, it's not yeah. actually telling me anything. It no. was literally the detail of how this raffle is won. When that fucking auctioneer is doing his whole, like, calling out the thing, explaining the raffle, he yeah. was kind of calling out, like, oh, do I have nine? Do I have this? Do I have blah, blah, blah? <clears throat> it's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Let's skip it, skip it, skip yeah. it, skip it, skip it, skip it. <laughs> like, for fuck's sake. Why am I here? Why am I focusing on this? Yeah, yeah I know what you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. Mm. I found this endlessly frustrating. Mm. Endlessly frustrating. This is easily my least favourite of the book. See, I wouldn't put it down. I, 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 I found it, uh, one of my preconceived notions was that this would be a bit of a breath out. Um, a bit of a kind of a reprieve. You know, we went from the intensity of, of Moonraker, global catastrophe. Yes. And, and, and also, off the, prior to that, was Live and Let Die, which is an action fest. You know what I mean? Very much so. Very much so. It's like, so the, with this fourth book, he had an opportunity to either go gung-ho with the action, save the world stuff, or slow it down again. Yeah. And I actually enjoyed the pace of this book, I will say. I thought we did spend... Maybe I didn't enjoy the pace. Maybe maybe the pace was the problem. But I enjoyed the plotting. So Ooh, I didn't. Yeah, right. Okay, mm. so so I enjoyed the, the arrangement of chapters and that... Um, that we spent a bit of time in each location and then the action took a while to build to. Hmm. I didn't necessarily... I wouldn't say that that's my favourite way to do no, a James no, Bond book. definitely not. But, yeah. but as a different way through a James Bond novel, I at least... Yeah, I wanted it to be much briefer. Um, yeah, yeah. And I wanted there to be more to the narrative than, than simply what was happening. I think my big thing, and, and tell me if you could... Help me out. Where I was most confused in this book was what the hell is James Bond's actual job? 
Yes. Because I didn't understand why he was... Why he's on this mission. On this mission. Mm. Yeah. It's one of the problems I have a little bit with Live and Let Die, where it's like, this is in no way James Bond's job. This would fall (laughs) to, if not the CIA, the FBI. And I know there's that passage that writes around that to be like, oh, well, that's why you're here, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And they end up going out to the Bahamas. This one, there is absolutely no reason for James Bond to be involved in this. No. And, 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 and Fleming knows that too. Like he even, I think there's this quote in, in Gem Quality, the second chapter, mm. where, where Em and, and, and Bond are talking about the mission, which has something to do with diamond smuggling. And like, why, why are you even involved, Em? Because they're yeah. British assets. Y- yeah. Well, yeah. The, the logic given is that they're the biggest money earner Britain has. Yes. Right? But um, Bond says M, M seems to be going through a phase of getting involved in other people's business. It's like Ian's Fleming saying himself, yeah. "This isn't our business, but we're going to put you here anyway." Yeah, he's writing. He's writing excuses for for plot contrivances. I find a lot in this. Is that it feels purely? Like an is it to purely me. to capture an American audience? Let's get Bond back in America. Well, he wants to write a gangster story, but yes. he also wants to write a gangster story that has a, a payoff in an old western town. That's, you know, yes. he's yeah, got a very yeah. specific vision, and I do enjoy the campiness and kind of playfulness of that vision. But it just all seems ill-fitting. It's so funny that you fellas say that. Oh, I just wish it was briefer. Wish it was briefer because I felt like this went so quickly. Yeah, right. That not that it, not not to say that that means that it reads well. I just thought that it was so it was over and done. I was just like, what happened? Where was the where was the chance to luxuriate in all of that bondness that we got in 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 the last three books? The, the I love the promise of this book, you know the elements of Bond at the races and getting caught up in a betting scandal mm. and and the relationship that that was kind of building with 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 he and Tiffany the fact that Bond gets on an ocean liner. You know, mm. all of these beautiful elements to Bond. And I'm like, I just never felt like we enjoyed it. Mm. Bond undercover. But he's not he's really not. undercover. Yeah, he never <laughs> no, is. That he gives up off. that Peter Franks identity like, pretty so quick quickly. Quickly. Yeah. I don't understand that. This was the, It irked me. It irked me in Moonraker. Remember, remember one of my problems was Bond was a little slow in Moonraker. Yes, I was, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, cause... he's slow in this too. Oh my God. Uh, uh, well, my, the, the guy. Uh, Winston Kidd. He's, oh, that oh, mate. That is furious. Oh. Sucks, sucks his... Thumb. Oh, 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 Felix Leiter has a has a hook for a hand, and uh, it's a little kid from the uh, sauna. You just like, endangered Tiffany's life with your ineptness. Yeah, oh. These guys literally <laughs> just beat you up in Spectreville. Yes, you Are saw you that them. Dumb. Well, they had they had bags on their heads. Oh, Did they? Sorry. They had the, they have they wear bell- like, the only time you see them without their masks in the novel is at the start when they're on the with, plane and tingle right. No, Tingle. They have their they have their balaclavas. Oh, on. do they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Bond, the only time Bond sees their but he, faces, he saw the thumb though. He saw the they, thumb. Yeah, yeah, the he should have remembered that because I mean, you heard that piece of information two days ago, and you're a secret agent. Yes. Who? It's your job to know these things. Exactly. Pay attention, 007. Pay attention, 007. And also the way I mean, Spain um, unpacks for Bond how stupid Bond had been. You know, there's oh, this, he's the worst villain we've had. I too. hate it. No, but I he even, it. but he even goes like. Um, 
when Bond when Bond's still thinking that his cover story of being Peter Franks is is protected, oh, yeah, and yeah, he's in yeah. front of Spang, and Spang goes, "Well, no, mate, you dropped your cover, and you've been calling yourself James Bond. Yeah. You um you were in the mud." The, the, the bathhouse when the jockey was there being beaten by Winton Kid because they remember you you just shot at us in a car yeah you're not who you say you are yeah. it's like yeah. yeah James you done goofed yeah mate <laughs> you're not very good which would that that yeah. idea would be so interesting for Bond to think that he's got the upper hand and blah 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 if it wasn't so painfully obvious to everyone else yes that he had fucked up yeah like if it had but been he's a still thing where praised you know at every uh, yes, at every yes. juncture in this yeah. one yeah. And he treated like some you know someone that can never be beaten yeah that's exactly right i have a huge problem with bond in this in this novel mm. he never felt like bond so to placid. me he uh, well i just find him uh, empty yeah there's nothing for me to to latch on to for yeah. him where's moonraker wise. bond yeah where's moonraker bond where's yeah, the live and let guy. die vengeance bond mm. where is i mean there's one moment where he nods back where Levion rose he skips Levion rose yes, there's a it's, tie, it's yeah. a little tight call yeah. back to casino royale but that's not but that's, that's not the character actually feeling it. Yeah. You know, a nicer moment would be Levion Rose actually playing and him taking a moment to listen to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That tells us more about a character rather than switching it off and giving us exposition. Yeah. It's yeah. And and it feels like um, when Felix Leiter grabs him with his hook hand. Yes. And then they go and have fucking lunch. Yep. I'm like, you are the two dumbest people to ever work in this profession. Yeah. Because your whole thing leading up to this was that you knew you were being... Fought. So you have a magic sixth sense where there, were, yeah. there was no evidence whatsoever that he was being followed. No, 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 no let's chalk it up to intuition. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's magic hairs that stand up on the back of your head. I mean, voodoo me this. Oh, dear. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I don't like the gangster element of this big problem I have with it is that it doesn't feel like Bond is the character that we've read in the last three novels mm. uh, and it feels like he's not trying to tell a Bond story, he's telling almost uh, not noirish but a gangstery it's a hard-boiled yeah, yeah, hard-boiled in yeah. your preconceived notions it's a gangster story mm. which Bond shouldn't be involved in no, and, and I mean that's the thing as well the whole mission statement from Casino Royale is I'm going to go after the big threats. Mm. And and there's there's mention of at the start of this being a sort of... Or maybe they allude to it and I, pick, I kind of inferred it a little bit that, that dismantling or getting up the pipeline is sort of a road test for dealing with a, an agency like Smirsh. Yeah. You know, and if that was your, your idea... You know, where's his sense of continuity between stories is what I wonder yeah. uh, it, it all feels a little shoehorned and, and slapdash because like yeah follow that theme you know have him really infiltrate something and plan what you want Smirsh to look and function like and start exploring that and having James learn that stuff now but it's not what really happens he no. shouldn't be involved in the mission to start with then he realises he's caught up with gangsters and he should really be going I shouldn't be here yeah. This isn't my thing, mm. but he goes further down down the rabbit hole, and then what ends up happening is that they aren't really a big organization. No, you know they're not they're not a big criminal. They they are, they are huge criminals in terms of the money that they launder, but they're essentially just two brothers. 
They don't have they don't have plans to over they're thugs they're gangsters they don't have plans to overthrow the world or undermine you know sovereignty or any of these sorts of things Mm, it's mm. it's it's, no this is the spangled gang fellas you can't mess with these people (laughs) they're not like any other gangsters oh well uh, uh, just one second I'm just gonna um, I'm just gonna put an oxygen mask on if that's all right (laughs) yes. At the, at the airport. Holy the shit, casino, I forgot yeah. about that. No, at it, the airport. Is it the airport? He, he I get, thought it was the casino man, that he, he, get, he gets, gets the in oxygen. At the, at the terminal, plays the slots that are there to greet him. Oh, and then, yes, and the then airport. tries that's out right, the oxygen. It yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's the thing. I don't respect the Spang gang. No, I don't no. respect the Spangy boys. No. Uh, because I don't think Fleming cares about them at all. No. A lot of this feels like a big exercise on shitting on America as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of like... Do you think that? And it's yeah. funny you say that because it's brought up in the the introduction to the, the book that I read, the vintage one. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, who does the introduction? Because I think mine's different. Mine's yeah, right. by Jonathan Kellerman. Yours by Jonathan it Literally, what? you could write it on your palm. Yeah, right. It's very short. <laughs> he just says, I'm a writer... Uh, read some Bond novels when I was 16. Okay. Then the podcast <laughs> This one was written in 2012 by uh, Giles Foden. Oh, yeah. Giles uh, Foden. It actually goes for several pages. Ah. Um, but one thing that struck me, um, which kind of stayed with me throughout the reading of the book, mm. was the idea of where, of, of what that relationship um, sort of geopolitically at that time was like between England and America and he kind of alluded to some sort of analogy between you know who's the scorpion and who's the man and you know which one's little oh, right. England and which right. one's big America and, and that he felt that this particular novel fell at a time where it was basically a peaceful changeover of the superpower yes, of yeah. like okay well England's day is done and now America's going to step up. So mm. it's full of all of that kind of resentment and envy and, and jealousy and kind mm. of all of those sorts of things. And he really felt that Fleming was writing to that. Right. And that was just something That's that kind of informed my, my, uh, my reading of it. Because it all of that stuff was picking up for me too. I was like, yeah. ah, yeah. It, the way that he describes everything about them as crass... Except for the parts that are almost like England, where he goes, oh, it's a very... Like, talking about the races at Saratoga, where mm. he was like, oh, it's a very near impression of what we do. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, almost yeah. as Elm good. lined streets. And yeah. yeah. So Felix's like car is like, oh, this can go up to, you know, almost 200 or something. And, oh, wow, how can it do that? Yeah. Or something. Those and, little moments. And the hybrid hybridization of the two different cars, the... Um, the Buick, the Stadelac, Studebaker, Studebaker, yeah, yeah, Studebaker, Studebaker, Cadillac, Studebaker, 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 to all that stuff so maybe there was a million a page it it feels like it's all I think that's it it's it's this Mm. death by a thousand paper cuts yeah yeah they're just tiny little moments the only bit of praise I can think of was that he was like that's the best damn vermouth I've ever I've ever had 
in his, yeah. in his what about uh, his obsession with Martini. the bourbon and branch waters oh, yeah 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 water. oh now yeah, I have yeah, to use yeah, the yeah. branch water yeah, yeah and he gets he gets fussy with the waiter yes yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's my fa- that's actually when we get to it that's my favourite oh, section really? of the book because oh. I was like alright I'll, I'll buy this <laughs> yeah. because it actually I like it because it makes Bond just look like a, a ninny I know yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but I was like look if this is this the special <laughs> kind yes so you've had like six of these yes but is it the special branch <laughs> <laughs> Where's it bottled? <laughs> so the rains haven't come, the water hasn't flowed, we can't use the local water anymore, we have to use the soda. I'm sorry. Uh, fine. <laughs> I don't want to be here. Oh, that's another thing. He has that little sob where he's like, I'm meant to be doing better things than this. Um, uh, what yeah. M put me on this? Oh, wait, no, it actually is a pretty important mission, so... And it's nice to get some yeah, relaxed you know what? time in. Yeah, and I actually am the best, so it's, you know, it's probably... I'll have another bourbon branch. <laughs> Tell you who I did like though. One of the highlights for me was oh, yeah. Mr. Shady Tree. Oh, the, the hunched oh, back. Hunched yeah. back. Yeah. Does he come back? He really he felt like someone that was going to come back. I don't think M- he does. And M- M- Bond takes to him as well, doesn't he? In a yeah, in a strange in way. a strange way because of his kind of effective planning you know it's really neurotic kind of this is going to happen and this is going to happen and that's yeah, been taken yeah, care of yeah. and then we'll do this we're going to pay was... you like this and yes, you're going to go up yeah. here and you're going to gamble on this see that's yeah. right yeah yeah that stuff I was still with the novel I thought maybe I thought that was an, uh, an intriguing enough setup, mm. and I and I and I agree I, I quite like that character mm. but we don't follow that plan Bond just meets up with Felix and goes um no, we um, do follow. I'm he goes up to fuck this, this up because the plan is to go up to Saratoga, Saratoga and put a thousand dollars down. But then he yes. meets up with Felix, and they just they have that that, that um, metaphor of pulling the tiger by both ends. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's like yeah. I'll do my thing while you do your or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but, but no, the, I think he still sticks to the the plan. Yeah, like, but there's the derailment of it when he, he conspires with, with Felix. Felix. Well, yeah, he's he's to not throw sticking the race, to, to throw the which would be more interesting if it. If we'd been with Bond and it had fucked up and Bond wasn't in on that. Mm. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's just... It's like, don't get ahead of yourself. Yeah, what happens if you re- reveal inter- Felix in Saratoga after the fact? Yes. After he's lost his money on the horse. Yeah, yeah interesting. That mm. kind of stuff, mm. I was like, that would feel more like a spy novel mm. rather than this... Uh, go, I don't know. I don't know what I would call this. Because it is counter to spy novels. It's like, yeah. where's the intrigue? Where's the suspicion? There is none. We know exactly how a scene's going to go yeah. from the start of a chapter. Mm. We're not left in the dark. Bond is left in the dark. At all. Too all-knowing. Yeah, he's a little unflappable. Yeah. Everything's, everything falls in his lap a little bit as well. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, yeah. Speaking of, Tiffany Case. Yeah. Doesn't she? What did you think of her? I didn't mind her. I didn't mind her either. I thought she was the uh, wittiest and and yeah, ri- the richest one so so far. Yeah. I'd agree, uh, richest Bond girl, but still falls foul to the same old problems yes. in many ways. Mm. The, the the winged dove thing with her very uh, the gang, you know. Yeah, what happens to her of of her when she's a teenager? We don't need that. Like we don't we don't 
have to we won't just empathize with her because of that it feels like well, no, that's in there that's right too. because her story becomes about whether or not she will have sex with Bond that's right yeah, that's, that's what where Fleming turns up. her story yeah. into yeah. He, he gives us a, a fleshed out character with a good voice yeah. you know she speaks her own mind and, and there's a lot to her but then unfortunately he takes anything unique about her and there's no way, yeah, and it falls no, by the wayside. There's no yeah. agency there yeah. in that, and and for me, I'm like, God, you've written some interesting interactions with her and Bond, and yeah. with her and um, one of the Spangle brothers. Yeah, she 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 gets her way out of a jam really Absolutely. nice. Yeah. Talks her way out of a jam. She's a real fast talker. So why can't she just be one of the criminals within the gang? Yeah. That eventually... No, because she's a real nice girl, James. She yeah, just got yeah. caught up in some shady stuff. Yeah, it's like, but we, we'd believe that if it wasn't for... We didn't need the other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> she's an international smuggler. She's no innocent. No. Yeah, you, you yeah. Know. Way I mean, more complex for Bond to fall in love with someone like that rather yeah. than, well, she fell into it because of an unfortunate incident. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, no... And now I've got to save her and fix her. yeah. That doesn't happen to any of the other characters. It It, it seems to only ever happen to these women Mm. in these scenes, which is just like, it really stands out in the Fleming books. Mm. This, I will say though, is the best we've had. It is. I want a book without a dame. Yeah, so do I. Just so we don't have to rely on that story function so much. Yeah. Because he just, yeah, he writes himself into corners. If you don't know how to write well... Don't write them. Don't write them, you (laughs) know. But, yeah. uh, uh, but also, it would be nice for Bond's reward to be uh, non-sexual. Yeah, 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 not a woman. Yes, <laughs> not a yes. woman. Yeah, for it to be well done, Bond. You've saved the world. <laughs> I mean, with is this, that not enough? <laughs> the, the, the possession in Moonraker was bad enough, but in this one, he literally gets to uh, keep her in, her in her house, in his house. <laughs> yes. yes, she yes. ends up staying in his flat. She stays yes. in my spare room. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I literally own her now. Yes, I lock the door when I leave the yeah, house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you picture anyone for her? I pictured Margot Robbie a lot. Oh, oh, oh. she popped into my mind at mm. one point. What about I you, didn't. Jay? I didn't have a specific person in mind, but I was surprised to learn that she's only twenty-seven. Yeah, mm. probably. I guess because I've more got more on the older John. side for a Bond girl. Mm, probably. You reckon? Yeah. Probably because I've got Jill. How old was Scarlett Brand? Was she in her thirties? No, I don't think so. Oh dear. Solitaire was nineteen or something. Yes. Vespa was twenty-three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God. Yeah. Right. Mm. 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 <laughs> She's an old one then. She's a bit older. I pictured uh, Veronica Lake. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Good choice. Yeah. <laughs> Sullivan's Travels. She just, because so much of this felt like a. She walked into the bar and, I, and she had her hair down over her. I was like, yeah. oh, well, it's Jessica Rabbit. And then yeah. I was like, well, no, it's Veronica Rabbit. Lake, Lake, isn't it? Who really? is Jessica Rabbit? Who is yeah. Jessica Rabbit? Like, <laughs> yeah. that's what I, I got from her. A real very, feisty, yeah. kind of like dame. LA yeah. Confidential. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. yes. I mean, Another the, Bond girl there. Yeah. Flip, yes. flip side right. of the coin is that I, I did Messenger. like. How more willing uh, Fleming was to have Bond use a woman for her um, position. Oh, yes. Within the organisation. Within the organisation. Is that the first time? I mean, a little bit with Solitaire. A bit with Solitaire, yeah. Yeah, but that's probably where the biggest echo is coming from. But he does make certain... But he he also mentions he won't break her heart, I think. So there's a little Mm. bit of learning in the character. I'm going to use her, but not... 
in that way. Not in that way. I'm not yeah. going to use it. But yes, then that's he the... does in that way. Like yes, he, he does. Because he can't keep his pants on. <laughs> <laughs> Get it done and go home. I had... Um, it, it's funny because one of my suspicions was confirmed while I was reading this because I've also got this um, The Man with the Golden Typewriter book. Oh, yes, yes with the letters. letters. Once we got to the end of Specterville, mm-hmm. that felt like the end of the book it to me. It did. Yeah. And then I realised as I was reading through, I was like, there is still... Like the end of old... yeah, Yes, yes. Mm. Um, Ville. <laughs> Ville. <laughs> Um, I realised just how many more pages were in my right hand. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and I was like, where the fuck is this going? Yeah. And I was like, this has got to be tacked on. This has to be. Well, it's going into explicit detail on a raffle. <sighs> yes, on a bloody cruise. Yeah. That was tacked on. That whole oh. stuff with the Queen Victoria, the, he originally had Ended. the book end there. But they really? wanted him to take down the other brother. I have no idea who convinced him otherwise but it was an addition at a later date jeez yeah and it feels even, like even it. the epilogue it feels like because it feels yeah, yeah it yeah, feels especially but that epilogue feels like uh, and um, yeah they watch it on I the didn't camera. understand what was going on in it I didn't know was I there were we there in South Africa were we on a call were we video link was it like were yeah, we in a yeah. spaceship hovering <laughs> over the top of it yeah whose perspective is this told from it's drones and do you think the pilot <laughs> yeah, no, it is drones oh and they're was... on a radio I think they're in M's office just being like ah oh, yeah we've and he's dead no no they're we've, there we've shot he's him Bond's there there behind the gun he is Bond, there. Bond shoots down the helicopter oh yeah Bond shoots down the helicopter that's right mm. yes he does yeah. but the pilot from the start has been replaced by Spang who's now flying the deliveries himself because he's closing down because everything. he's closing down everything that's so right. you're totally right it's completely tacked on and so where's M? M's not there. M's in the office. There's a little, there's a little there's flashback a moment. There's a flashback oh, moment where we talk on? about why Bond ended up where he is. Yes, oh, that's right. Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So in my head, I was you really were a bit bad torn between both. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because Bond shoots him down. Yes. But then we're straight in with Bond and M in the. So that was all from Bond's perspective. Yeah. I think so because it's almost as if Bond's relaying this story to M. Yeah. 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 Right. I think. Okay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, one thing we didn't mention about Tiffany, which Bond was suitably impressed with, is her card skills. Yes. yes. What do we think this adds Very to her character? Quite, anything? Uh, anything? Shuffling. <laughs> shuffling. Good she, shuffler. She could definitely work in Las Vegas. Good dealer. Oh, yeah. Good dealer. Good dealer. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's about it. Winton Kid, Winton Kid are pretty special. They're not, pretty good. They're pretty good. Yeah. Um, I wanted more from them. Yeah, a little underutilized. I wanted way too underutilized. Yeah, I did think uh, one of the highlights for me was the scene in the in the mud baths. Mm. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, um, that was really cool, mm. I, and I felt the texture of the rooms, and that really felt like a. A James Bond set, you know. Yes. There, there, there were several yeah. moments where it felt like we were walking onto a set on yeah. the Pinewood lots. Yep, that was one of them. But um, yeah, Winton, because there's that jockey who's thrown the race for Felix. Yes. yes. So Winton kid go pay him a visit at the mud bath where James is supposed to give him the cash. Yes. yes. And James is sitting there while Winton kid come in wearing their balaclavas, 
and they pour hot mud on the jockey and yeah. he can barely breathe and he nearly dies. He right? burns, yeah. He burns, yeah. yeah. He burns from the mud or something. Yeah, he's his eyes. Swollen something and everything. About his eyes yeah, yeah it's pretty intense. It is. It's that, gruesome. That, that stuff is mm. great. That mm. feels Bondian. Yeah. And then the car chase in the Jaguar is another great moment. I think they have all the best stuff. Winton Kid in the novel yeah. the car chase the car the... chase left me cold I really liked it oh did you yeah yeah mm. I thought it was pretty good it didn't end very well no in the movie in the drive-in the passion pit yes and, and the description of giant man and oh yeah like, and we just, get it it's yeah. a cinema it's screen a movie we know on. what a drive-in movie is for <laughs> yeah. goodness sake I'm not a child and the woman turned and said something to the man who turned around yeah. and said something to her <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly but tell you why that scene's so good is because of old mate Ernest Correo oh Correo he's fantastic what a character he's a oh, good, good Bond ally good he's Bond a really ally. good ally see this mm. is the thing I actually believe that there with another pass on the script three passes on the I think this is a shit hot film yeah I think you can make a good movie oh, out yeah, of this oh yeah for sure yeah, I for don't sure. think you can make a good Bond movie out of this you don't reckon only no. if you if you if you reacquaint yourself with Bond I mean I don't think they need to go <laughs> we'll to see, a, a western different. town yeah, yeah. I think Spectreville has to change uh, no, see keep all of keep that Spectreville that's I but don't, don't feel call like... this man James Bond yeah because that's what was going the through casino. my head the whole time was that if I wasn't going into this thinking this was a Bond novel and mm. it was just a standalone adventure mystery kind of private eye game yeah, this kind of paperback. What were they called? Pop- Dime store. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, thingies. Yeah, the little cheap thrillers Dime you'd back? read on a train. Penny yeah, Dreadful. Yeah. yeah, it's stuff like that where, you know, it's like a detective story. You'd read it on the train for a week and then mm. get a new book. If it was not a Bond novel, I think it'd be fine. Everything in it, I'm like, yeah, that's fine. It's once you start going, now this exists within the reality of the other three books and what Bond means now to people. Mm. It just doesn't feel Bond. No. It mm. feels like that could have been another character called Jason Bourne. Yes. <laughs> Ernest Borg Nine. Well, I mean, yeah, with that sort of with that sort of thing, considering it is, it is the fourth in the in the series, mm. yeah. what does it say for you now going forward? That he has done this. I don't know what to believe. What does that mean now? I don't know. This feels like an outlier from my memory of the novels. Mm. Because the the novel that comes after this from is Russia. from Russia with Love. I which, can't wait. Which is Bond. Yeah. Like, that one for me is, is another standout. How much do you think Fleming is hurt by our preconceived notions of what Bond should be? He's I... dead, he can't hear us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, Fleming's dead. <laughs> now, funnily enough, actually, James Bond uh, James Bond and Friends just did an episode of uh, called Killing Fleming, oh, which oh. debates the whole, the, the author is dead. I haven't listened to it yet, but cool. uh, that could be worth a listen, actually. Mm. Um, I, I don't know. He is dead, though. Because I think <laughs> there, there is an element of it where, well, yeah, his ghost visits you all <laughs> yeah, the time. Yeah, uh, well, I was hoping it was. <laughs> That's right. Well, that might not be his ghost. Strange man. We've done some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there, there is an element of Bond has become so much bigger than, than this and we are now living in a essentially a post-Fleming world and almost a post-Bond world. Mm. He's such a figure that we kind of attribute And we can say he is this yes. with confidence. And, and I know that at this time Fleming is exploring new <laughs> things and trying to expand the character and blah, blah, blah. 
But this, trying to get that American dollar. Yeah, mm. this feels like a very big departure from where we've been in the other three novels. Yeah, though. if this had come after Live and Let Die, I would get it. I would get it. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. you did Moonraker. You did Moonraker, and and you made him very much. A man of the secret service, and we made such a big deal. Yes, he was a man of the secret service. Yeah, and there we made such a big deal that him going after Mister Big was such an outlier. Yeah, this would not usually be his remit, and it's done as a sort of kind of favor to him because he's smarting over the death of Vespa. You know, it's like, well, I'll throw your bone, James. Yeah, Yeah. go chase this fella. So why are we so quickly going back to America and out of his jurisdiction and beyond his reach? It just feels like Fleming scratching an itch. Yeah, Uh, but you know, look, where we are ragging on it, there is a lot of good in it. Um, I, some of the, the the reviews about you know skip this one. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't I say. Would. would you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I don't think I'd say skip it. Um, what I, I would love to hear that. Uh, what What are the What would you say is its biggest strength? Um, maybe I'm really coloured by the the sort of the visual journey I had through it. That, right. Yeah. Interpreting the pace of certain scenes, I thought it was really well plotted. As I said earlier. I thought that the way the story moved along and where Bond found himself, you know, we're at the hotel, then then we're with Felix and then we're going to go in, in to, to the race and then the bathhouse, you know. The that, story beats The story were, yes, beats were yeah. all really good. I thought it was a nice way and a nice slower way, good template for a slower way through a Bond story. Like, I didn't think what it was, it was doing itself, like, I would happily enjoy a more kind of luxurious slower paced Bond yeah, novel yeah. and I thought part way through this one this is what I'm getting we're going to get it yeah. yeah yeah especially on the chap in the chapter which I think is my favourite section where he's arriving into America and talking about the plane waking up um, oh, th- things yes. like that there's a really a lot of great Bond observation and I thought maybe mm. that's where we're journeying mm. that had my moment of when a, the pretend, known pretension that actually has a passage in it where I was like, oh my God, that's pretentious. <laughs> the, um, the thing of like, and the cabin was bathed in blood. I was like, no, it isn't. It's a sunrise. <laughs> it's not bathed in blood. It's, what are you talking about? What significance does that have? Is everyone going to die on the aeroplane? Like, what? <laughs> what? You're just saying that because it's, the light is red. Like yeah, for me, I, I was like, that. oh, stop. I'd see, when he has those moments of, um, of it, it, a lot happened, that happened a lot in Casino Royale, yeah, uh, which yeah. is why I was happy for it to come back a little bit, those right. sorts of moments of Bond metaphor. Because for me, I don't know where you sit as a reader, but for me, when, when, when he has lines like that, and the cabin was bathed in blood, it's kind of like it shows the interior mind, the internal mind of James Bond. That that's where he would flash to seeing a red glow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh, guess that he sees it, red and goes, oh, blood. Yeah, mm. and we're given a moment to look at it. But I uh, get what I, you mean. Uh, but yeah. that I like, but that I feel like requires me to be doing a lot of extrapolation on, on data that I don't have. I think I do that a lot. Chapters. But pro- yeah. yeah, probably. Yeah. And I think as a filmmaker as well, that... Yeah. that I mean, you, you, you definitely. I know you've said while you read these, you, you see them very visually, and yeah, how you yeah. would compile them. And sometimes I think there might be. I think for all of us, there's mm. an element of like, oh, I get what he's trying to do here, so I, I'll fill in the gaps. Yeah, here. yeah. But for me, sometimes I'm just like, I'm sick of filling in the gaps here. Sure. Yeah. I, I, please just 
can you just re-read your work? Please. Please. Just, that's a really cool image. Yeah. Now make it work in the scene that you're you're making. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just yeah. kind of go... And, God and, damn it, Ian! Yeah, I mean, some, <laughs> move on, Ian. God some, damn it, Ian! You could be great. <laughs> some of the other good Bond elements, though, are, are you know, I like the Western town at the end. I like that there's a guy. I know we don't think much of the villain, and he's not that great, and he's not really that well fleshed out. He's just a typical mafia man. He's not in it. He's not really in it. He doesn't play. But, he doesn't stand out any more than any of the other. Thugs. It is yeah. cool. It felt a lot like the end of Live and Let Die when we were we were in a in an environment that suited our main villain. It, it yes. felt like it felt like stepping into another genre. Yeah. We were sep- stepping into the deep sea Jules Verne adventure. Yeah, now yeah. we're stepping into like the, the, the okay John Ford, the Ocar <laughs> yeah. And I really like that idea. I hope he does it more often. I think it's really cool. That's kind of for me what Bond is in these novels it's it's mm. it's these sort, sorts of settings and environments and then everyone's costumed like i know that's silly as hell i know that's dumb like he's got this black and silver cowboy costume and oh, she's yeah. dressed as an old western dame you know yeah when he arrives when bond arrives it's silly but i fucking love it <laughs> see and I'm... then it ends on this hurtling train in this vast grand this, desert yes you know? that that stuff's awesome see i i like I thought that the cowboy stuff was going to be cool. Yeah. It, it, I don't necessarily dislike it. It just doesn't feel Bond to me. It feels mm. fun. That stuff there when we got to Spectreville, I was like, oh, it's Kingsman. This is what oh, the Golden yeah. Circle is. I mean, I know that they're not the bad guys necessarily in the Golden Circle, but I got that kind of like, that wickedly overplayed tone. Because mm. I did like that Fleming was like, oh, he was dressed in, you know, movie cowboy outfit, which on anyone else would look silly. But you know what? It didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was pulling it, it off. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Mm. And this this idea of a guy with so much money, more money than sense, that yes. he just buys yeah. an old Western theme park. Yeah. It's like, this is what I do on weekends. I love <laughs> locomotives. <laughs> Woo-hoo! <laughs> yeah, he's like... like it's over in a chapter. Yeah. And I was like, oh, but that could have been your back half. Mm. Bond is stuck in this weird town. old wild west Down in the mines. And, and this you guy's know. a nutter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he thinks he's the sheriff yeah. of this made-up town. That's cool That would have been awesome. Yeah. I would have loved that. Yeah, yeah, But I think it's everything's wrapped up in a real sense of, ah, who gives a fuck? Mm. Yeah, it's Bond. He got out of it and uh, he's really good at fighting. And uh, Do you think that's your distaste for the novel, though? Because I feel like you could say that about Moonraker and about Live and Let Die, and, you know? No, I... What's the missing ingredient, we're, you we're just not... This is a scenario that Bond shouldn't be it's in. Like, and it wraps up too quickly, like, after that? Nothing, nothing is yeah. given any weight. Yeah. So all of the moments kind of feel like... We don't like, really check back with them at all, either. But, but Yeah, and we don't... Nothing seems to have an effect on anyone except someone dies. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. I, I don't get any sense of personal stakes. I don't get any sense of uh, stakes, actually. Just in general, I don't get any sense of stakes. Whereas in Live and Let Die, what we're building towards the whole time, this, this story of um, the revenge tale... The revenge yeah. tragedy. Yeah, well, we don't even know what Bond plans to do with Spain. No, yeah. and so we've got a revenge tragedy in Live and Let Die, 
And the way we build up our villain is, for my mind, a little overplayed, but it's still at least there where he's setting up Mr. Big as a truly genius criminal mastermind. You've got them heading towards each other. Yes, and then in Moonraker we have a situation which of course someone of the British Secret Service would be involved with. It's got uh, of utmost national security uh, importance. Uh, There's a personal tie with... um, M and, and his standing in the club and yeah, Oliver brilliantly woven in as yeah, well and, and the way that Bond and the villain in that Bond has this kind of admiration for what he sees almost in, he's not a man he's almost a god Drax in that mm. which and that image is crumbled and cut away by the end and Bond it ends up being the I mean, we've got two Homeric slayings to borrow the live and let die quote mm. of two essential gods and then in this they're just men who would probably be killed by someone else. By greed. And, and I mean, yeah, they'd probably sort themselves yeah, out. Yeah, they'll sort themselves out. And Bond's job is literally to find out their business model. That's yeah, the only done. reason he's been sent. Done. There. You've done it. By the yeah. time you're on that plane, you know exactly what everything... You know everything. Yeah. So why are you still there? Yeah. And we... I just don't feel like we've got any moments to sit with... Uh, Bond James Bond. I thought, yeah, I don't like know. even when it's he orders thin. things like the food, which is mm. the stuff that gives me that kind of, yeah, <gasps> yeah. you know, they're my little nerd out moments. I'm mm. like, what did you think? Of- he shits on most of the food. Yeah, and then the food that he does like, he's like, oh, yeah, pretty good, good steak, <laughs> Brizaro or whatever it's going. Oh, yeah, not bad. But you did. But tell me what you thought of his relationship with Felix in this one. I thought you'd you'd look on that pretty favourably as I was reading it. No, no, I didn't. Ah. I thought I Felix, thought Felix I came like, alive a bit in this one. Yeah, I think he came more alive. But I was also like, oh, he doesn't need to be. here. Well, he's a bit. It's a bit like his his position is unclear. He's a private eye. Yeah, yes. he's for, for the Pinkertons, Pinkertons, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but also, where's where's <laughs> so, the carryover from what happened to him? Where's his agency die. in terms of like on a national level? He shouldn't really be worrying now. You're you're not yeah. in the CIA yeah, yeah, anymore. Yeah. Get out of the way. Yeah, get yeah. out of the way. Mm. There feels a bit like because for me that thing of what happens to him in Live and Let Die, I'm like not that everything has to be a psychological trauma. Blah blah blah. Let's at least have a bit of acknowledgement of like bloody hell. I haven't seen you. I haven't seen you since then, old since boy. Since you, you were know, half blah, blah. eaten by a shark. Yeah, and the the whole thing is like, well, he's got a bloody hook for a hand now, and he's got a bit of a limp because his the, legs and the, gone. And the moonlight glints off the hook. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, no, I'm fine. Yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. Hey, let's go to the horse races. Yeah. Jump in, boom, <laughs> boom. <laughs> Then he shows up out of fucking nowhere and rescues them at the end after the Spectreville train chase thing. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. How of... did you go? Oh, I saw some lights in the distance. Oh, did you? Thought it must have been Bond. <laughs> <laughs> i got to point out, you boys are you boys are tearing this one apart. It's <laughs> oh, right, not yeah. that bad. <laughs> I feel like I'm the only one tearing it apart too. I haven't actually let you speak, Jake. What... I, don't, I don't know whether I have too much to say about this one, really. I, like I said at the start, I really loved the promise of it. And I think, you know, every chapter or so, I was reignited by, oh, it's going to take off now. Oh, this is going to be the Bond stuff that, you know, like, you know, I've spoken about it. The, the, the horse racing uh, stuff, I, I, really, I really dug that. Like I said, the mud baths. Uh, which I was glad to see started in the novel and was then 
um, developed on for the film. (laughs) Yeah, there was a transforming Blofeld. Yeah. Um, But, you know... Same as Tiffany and Bond on a boat. Mm, Yeah, 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 that's right, that's right. You know, the fact that Bond is on an ocean liner, the fact that he's, you know, he's at the roulette table. There's all of these kind of right ingredients are there, Mm. like I said, undercover, but none of them really hit the mark for me. Yeah. And the villain was... So lukewarm. I'd say that's a pretty good way to sum it up. I think I feel the same way. The ingredients are there. They are there. The Bond stuff is there in Mm. bits and pieces. It's not a waste of time to read it. Do I know the character more? No, I probably Mm. don't. Uh, Has he he sunk a little in my books? He has, because he needs to get over this ineptness. Like stuff like taking the money you want at the casino table... And, and you're trying to work your way into the organisation. I get you thinking. You're trying to hit the wasp's nest here. Yeah, yeah. But then going and blowing it all at roulette just to make a big statement. That could have seriously screwed your whole mission, man. And it kind of did. Yeah. And you nearly ended up killing... Like, you're really not a good special agent. You're kind of yeah. like a sledgehammer that's reckless. not, not yeah. doing good work. Yeah. I, I mean, that was the stuff that unseated me. But there's still the James Bond mythology happening mm. it is still mm. there uh, it's just yeah is it enough I guess that's the sort of and yeah, I would say yeah. counter to that my thing would be there is bond like things in there yes but I think that they're constantly contradicted well undercut, undercut. yeah like mm. one thing that just stood out when you mentioned roulette there mm. when he talks about blackjack and he goes, oh yeah, that's that's it's what no we saw in week called twenty one. That's a kids game. Yeah, be, that's what kids play. I'll be good at this. I'm like, I oh, remember that's playing not that James in James Bond. You're so petulant. Yeah. Why are you better than everyone else? Yeah. Like, stop it. That's stop what it. I mean. Stop like, it. we start at the casino and it's like, yes, James Bond at the fucking casino, brilliant. And then, oxygen mask. That happens, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's like it's constant. He's a bit of a passenger in this one. Yeah, and he's a and, bit of a passenger. Yeah, and the things that he do, like when he less d- agency d- does the oxygen mask, and there's the that's there because Fleming wanted to do a little thing. Of like, oh thing. well, he he slipped up, and it's like yeah, you're fucking right. He slipped up. Why would he do that? Yeah. Why has he done that? Mm. Yeah, because he gets You've high on the oxygen seen... and then goes and speaks to yeah who mm. I can't remember. Yeah, someone. someone yeah, he gets cocky there. Oh, the, but there is a gadget in that scene. Is there? The shaving case with the camera in it. Oh, yeah, the guy that photographs. Yes. Yeah, he walks up and gets That's photographed right. by talking to That's the shoeshiner right. or whatever That's right. Yeah. 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 Look, this this is my thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a, a terrible novel. I don't think it's, a, you know, not worth a read. Mm. But in terms of the Bond stuff... And what we've done so far. And what we've done so far, I would say... I would skip this because I don't think you lose anything by skipping it. Mm. Whereas of the other three that we've read, I feel like we're building something here. Whereas this feels just like, and I know I keep saying that I want this in the movies lately, mm. where it's just like a standalone mission, blah, blah, blah. Not like this. <laughs> Not like this. You wouldn't you wouldn't keep it and repurpose it? Like write the better version of the script like oh, Jake's saying? Absolutely. There if is... you could write a better version of it, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Because you've got Winton Kidd, you've got Tiffany Case, yeah. you've got what could be an interesting set of villains. 
It could be, yeah. yeah. And I think you're right. Like, I agree with you completely in terms of if you were to write this out on the big whiteboard and look go, at the this beats. happens, then this, this is a then solid that, film. Then this. Yeah. Mm. It's how he links everything together. And the time and he chooses to spend. Yeah. The actual There's no meat on the bones. Yeah. Mm. I'm just watching mm. all, the, all the sinew yeah. uh, kind of strung together. I don't mm. get flesh. Mm. Tasty flesh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because there's, there's a moment in this towards the end where I was like, Oh my god, that was great. When he does the murder suicide for Winton Kidd, I was yeah. like, that's awesome. Yeah, that was a cool yeah, little moment. Bond the in a hotel scene. room, effectively. Yeah. I always love Bond in a hotel room. Mm. But we haven't earned it. Yeah. And so I read it and I go, oh, what? what you waste. wasted this. Yeah, what a waste. Yeah. You could have used, like, how amazing that would have been if, if the tension had been racked up and held. All the way to that moment, yeah. Throughout the throughout the book, I just feel like the tension is constantly deflated. Yeah, and I thought there was a missed opportunity in with this whole ABC thing. Yeah, who was that? What was that about? Well, he was say he was the other Spang brother. That was Spang in that South Africa Sp- Sp- and London. And London, he was based in London. Yes, and London at the That's House right. of That's Diamonds. Right. That's right. But like, what I thought we were getting is the first sign of the build spectre. Yeah. With this, this does this happen in the books or not? Because I'm waiting for it. This build to a greater threat, the puppeteer. Yes. Because that's, they come, they definitely. So come. is this a? That's what I, I think. I this feels this like insti- a dry run. Feels, yes. I have this instinct. This yes. is a dry run for Smirsh. And yeah. Yeah. is it Fleming not being confident enough to tackle this beast he's setting up? And he wants to go at it. Like, yeah. what's happening? Here? I thought ABC was going to be Blofeld. Yes. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, here it comes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, In the yeah you do feel that. You feel like it. And when anything is called so Spectreville, yeah, I was like, was oh, a... well, here we go. I was like, that's a bit on the nose, but all right. <laughs> but perhaps it isn't. Perhaps he doesn't know about Spectre. No, he, 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 he didn't at this point. Because mm. uh, Spectre comes out of um, uh, Thunderball. Uh, right, which that's why McClory has the rights mm. to had the rights. Thank God he doesn't anymore mm. <laughs> because he's dead. <laughs> but yeah, I I agree. There's there's that stuff where you're like fucking just stick the landing. Yeah, yeah. And you don't have to do it. There's not too much more that you have to do minutely, scene to scene, to stick it. But add it all up together. There's so much missing for me mm. in this, and I think that's why I say skip it. Mm. And again. If it wasn't a Bond novel and it was just a run-of-the-mill, everyday action hero, you know, kind of pulpy... Pulp! Pulp is the word oh! I was trying to find. Pulpy kind of novel. Mm. Fine. I right. think it would actually probably go way up in my estimation. But there's part of me going, Stop getting <laughs> Bond wrong! <laughs> what was the turnaround for this? It felt rushed. Two. Was no, it just this churning is the it longest out? he's had. Because... We went 1953 for Casino Royale. Right. 54. No, it's every year. 50. Yeah, 53. 54. 54. 54. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's one a year so far. So we've gone one a year. We've gone one a year. Right, okay. Look, more, more, time, more time spent on... The, I mean, if, if writing's anything like editing a movie, the more time you spend editing the bloody thing, the better it's going to be. Yeah. Like, he just needs to allow himself a bit more time and he don't these things out. That's the thing. There does come a time where you have to put that pen down because the publisher's going, it's got to be on the bookshelves by Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. This this one he did talk about, there's a a passage. It's his famous quote. Um, I'll see if I can find it in The Man with the Golden Typewriter where he talks about his 
his uh, method for writing. Well, while you're doing that, mm. feels about time to talk about any day player of the week votes. Yeah, true that. I have one. Yeah. So do I. <laughs> oh, we probably have the same one. Yeah, I think so. What's yours? Do you have one? Yeah. No, you don't, do you? Do you want, no, do you want, do you want, no, you do? Go on. No. Go. I can't remember his name, though. Oh, that's all right. Neither can I. Well. Oh, then it's not. It's not mine, then. Oh. Uh, I'd still call him a day player. The cabbie. No, he's not That's a day player. Correct. He's an ally. He's in multiple. He's a cabbie. He came back from multiple days of shooting. No, he picks he Bond did up not. from the airport. Yeah. He hangs around at the, at the hotel. You arrive at the hotel. You got to get your exterior shots. That's a whole other day. He's oh, not a he's day. He's got player. an action oh, driving on. chase. Scene. He's got a driving <laughs> chase scene. <laughs> that's that's a week. The, the, the drive-in, which I can assure you isn't just around the corner from where they were doing the alleyway no, shootout. Absolutely not. That's he's there for a week. He's there for a week. Cowboy. And he's got lots of lines. He was in it for a blip. He's not a day player. Not a day player. My day player. Oh, of yours the, My day player of the week is the. Uh... No, they were there for longer than a day. <laughs> you haven't even heard it, and I can guarantee you, he was there for about three hours. You dickhead. <laughs> um, it's when Bond arrives at the airport in America with his uh, golf clubs, oh, yes. and the guy doing the customs check asks him about <laughs> about his golf clubs. He yeah, says yeah. something funny. What, what is do it? you shoot? Yeah, what do you shoot? Oh, what do you shoot with? And then Bond's like, uh, no, they're golf clubs. <laughs> that's right. That is a good that's, that's a good day plan. Like, oh, damn, you stupid idiot. Oh, that's what he means. It's me, men golf, you fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, uh, oh, yeah, probably but, like a 30, 32. But, but, yeah, what do you <laughs> shoot? What do you shoot? Oh, shoot. birds or venison? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're golf clubs. <laughs> That was my day yeah, player. See, Jake, no proper day oh, player. Oh, he zapped. Did my homework. Actually, you know you're mine get might not be a, a day player of the uh, week, though. Yeah. Mine was Bud Tingwell. Bud he's, there, he's there for two days. Bud yeah, Tingwell. Two, two, two days. Bud Tingwell, the Australian Tingle. actor. Ch- Ch- Charles Bud Tingwell, the Australian <laughs> actor who played the jockey. Tingling. Tingling. Tingling Bell. You know what I was doing. Tingling Bell. Bud Tingwell is how he shall forever be in my name. I can't find this fucking thing. In the book, but he talks about how he was sitting. He'd sit this. Fuck you! It's fact check. (laughs) (laughs) Fact check the book that's in your hand. I can't be bothered. Um, He he talks about how he would sit down every morning for three hours, and he would force himself to write two thousand words, which is a great way to get the tingling bell. Yeah, tingling bell would do that. No, Ian Fleming would do that. He'd sit in front of his golden typewriter and punch out two thousand words every morning, so that he got it. Done and so blah blah, and that I think is fine for getting it done. Big, go back and edit, mate. But now fix it. What did Hemingway Hemingway say? Write drunk, edit sober. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> yeah. sounds like him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if that works for you, do it. <laughs> Um, yeah, don't publish a first draft. Yeah, which I'm sure this isn't. I'm sure it went through many hands and notes and oh, blah blah. No blah. doubt. Yeah, but publishers are involved. Editors. Do you have a favourite passage? Uh, you go first. Oh. <laughs> Do you have one, Jack? You don't even have a book with you. No, I don't have a book with me. All right, all right. I don't have all my bloody notes written down. Uh, so this was my favourite passage. Yep. Go on. Bond felt a pang of jealousy. He walked over to the bar and ordered himself a bourbon and branch water to celebrate the $5,000 in his pocket. The barman produced a corked bottle of water and put it beside Bond's old granddad. Where does, where does this come from? Asked Bond. He's very rodgy. What Felix Leiter had said. Over by Boulder Dam, said the barman seriously. Comes in by truck every day. Don't worry, he added. 
It's the real stuff. Bond threw a silver dollar on the bar. I'm sure it is, he said with equal seriousness. Keep the change. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favourite passage, because he's a ninny. Well... <laughs> He is a ninny in that one. Less of a ninny in my favourite passage. Oh, though good. I have a feeling, Brandon, you're not going to like it very much. Uh, blood. <laughs> blood. Blood. Oh, the plane was covered in blood. <laughs> well, you, the, the, the listener can make oh, their might, own yeah, mind up. Sell it. They yeah, might, yeah, might sell, sell it. it. Sell it, sell it, Bond slept well and awoke only as they were approaching the southern shores of Nova Scotia. Love it so far. He went forward to the washroom and shaved and gargled away the taste of a night of pressurised air and then he went back to his seat between the lines of crumpled, stirring passages and had his usual moment of exhilaration as the sun came up over the rim of the world and bathed the cabin in blood. Slowly, with the dawn, the plane came alive. Twenty thousand feet below, the houses began to show like grains of sugar spilt across a brown carpet. Bond's very poetic. Nothing moved on the Earth's surface except a thin worm of smoke from a train the straight white feather of a fishing boat's wake across an inlet, and the glint of chromium from a toy motor car caught in the sun. But Bond could almost see the sleeping humps under the bedclothes beginning to stir, and, where there was a wisp of smoke rising into the still morning air, he could smell the coffee brewing in the kitchens. See, I love all of that. Except the blood Except the blue. (laughs) Except the blue. Where are you on the blood, Jake? Um... Neither he nor there didn't really stand oh, out. Oh, you fancy-fancy-er. Well, if you don't have a passage... No, you, you... well, I've got, I've got two passages that I'd like to mention. I'm not going to read Recite them. from heart. Oh, but yeah, that I've memorised. Can we find them for you? And fact-check that you get every word in the right order. <laughs> <laughs> no, just two worthy mentions for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, are you going to give us images? I'm going to tell you All right. what they are. Oh, okay. All um, right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Venomous. Um, I, I really enjoyed the moment in the early morning at the racetrack oh. when Felix and Bond go down. Walking and, through the stables. And watch mm. the horses warm up on the track. That is beautiful. Mm, because, is nice. I don't know whether it's in the writing, I feel like it is, um, that Felix is watching the race and Bond has his back to the race. Yes, Bond isn't allowed to. And Felix is... Telling Bond what's going on. Mm, that's right. And I, I just, I really like that. He's commentating. He's like a commentator. Commentating because he's noticing the two fellas. Okay, they've noticed us now, and now it's safe to turn around or something like that. I kind, I just, I really, it just painted a really nice image for me. I kind of got that Kentucky Derby kind of track with the fog in the morning. I think it was my favorite location. I think Mm. Saratoga. It's described as 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 not being a town, but being like elm trees. Littered with stables, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you walk through the stables and the elms, and there is a low-hanging fog, and everything smells fresh and quiet. And yeah, I'm the image of Bond and Felix walking and chatting through those streets. It was a little bit kind of, you know, detective buddies kind of sussing out the case, kind of thing. Yeah. Just on that, I think that's another reason why this doesn't work for me is because that I I love all of that. Mm. We lose it a bit later. But that's done as well, if not better, in Goldfinger later. Yeah, yeah right. So, yeah, yeah. Right. So there's a lot of stuff that he... This is first dry, dry run. This is a, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. dry Warm running. Up. I think that's the perfect way of putting it. Yeah, it's go. dry that's running. Interesting. Yeah. The, other, the other little moment that I'd like to acknowledge, it's been brought up before. I really loved the Le Rose moment. 
Oh yeah. I I appreciated the fact that he actually acknowledged it and acknowledged her. <clears throat> and that and that Tiffany it was an image I liked of Tiffany as well as being one who owned the music. I thought that's how you friggin' empower a female character, mate. You know what I mean? Mm. Sentences and moments like that. Mm. Having him acquaint himself w- with her, with the song, which is from the Inception trailer. What is it? Um, Levy on Rose. No, no, no. The, this Levy on Rose. The yeah. <laughs> Levy on Rose. Oh, you know, no, that's not Levy on Rose. That's not Levy on Rose. That's the name of the song. Je ne le regrette. Oh, it is too. Yeah. yeah. Levy yeah. on Rose. Yeah, yes. Levy yes. on Rose is Vespa's song. But yeah, her being associated with that music, and then Bond says yes, it was yes. as if she owned the music. I thought mm. that did that did so much for, to. I'm a very musical person. I love music, mm. but it did a lot to flavor her as a character. There was mm. a fire to her, an yeah. energy to her thereafter. So just just li- remove some of this sexist shit, and you've got a good book here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Jake, hmm. what? You go first. Oh God! Look, I I've been thinking about this, and I've <laughs> tried to be. Uh, <laughs> I've been thinking about this for You can probably an, skip forward about for 30 hour, seconds. Yeah, 30 30 minutes. Minutes. For about an hour, an hour and 39 minutes I've been thinking about this. No, I'll tell you what. I've been trying to figure out whether or not I I should rank this lower than Live and Let Die. What did you give Live and Let Die? I can't remember. And You I, put this above it? You gave it a 7, I think. Right. Nah, more than that. I thought you rated Live and Let eight. Die quite highly. Maybe an 8. Or a 9. I, I think it's about a 7 or an 8. Hmm. Oh, I thought you were for live and let die. Yeah, um, I was a, I was a nine. I thought I was the like you, eight. I think it was nine, eight, seven. Uh, anyway, <laughs> apparently, according to my voting last week, I should judge this accordingly by itself. Yes, alone. Yeah. Yes, because you gave Moonraker a ten. Yeah, I did. I gave Casino Royale a ten. Um, I would read Live and Let Die before I would read this again. I. I've said it time and time again. I love the promise of it. I think there are good ingredients in here. But I was so let down by the villain. Live and let down. I was live and let down uh, by quite a bit of this. The villains, as uh, as we know, are such a big part of the Bond world and these guys just didn't even turn up for me. Well, Witten Kid, though. Uh, Yeah, but they're henchmen. Mm -hmm. You need a big... Where was the moment where Bond is... Is finally engaging in a battle of wit and ideas with, with danger with the with the villain. Mm. You know, we get it with Mister Big. We we get some killer torture scenes with Lucif. Drax. Drax is kind of the alpha and omega of that. This it was it was as if they they weren't even there. I just didn't I I didn't really care for them. Um, ah, uh, you go and read it. Tell me what you think. Don't skip it. Go and read it. Tell me what you think. But I give it a four. Stirred four. four. Yeah. I wasn't thrilled by this. And you would say don't skip it at a stirred four. No, because that's just me. Don't listen to what I've got to say. You can make up your own mind. (laughs) Gee whiz. You don't have the authority. I don't have the authority. (laughs) (laughs) Well. um... No, no. You're you're positive. All right. I'll go last. (laughs) Let's finish on a good note. Uh, Skip this. Sell, sell, sell. <laughs> Buy a sale. If this was stock, get rid of it. Your portfolio is going down. <laughs> no, as a as a gangster kind of novel adventure thing, fine. As a Bond novel, meh. <laughs> no, 
No, I don't think it is. I, I don't like James Bond in it. I like Winton Kidd. I like Tiffany Case, for the most part. Uh, couldn't tell you anyone else in it, really, that I would want to see come back. Actually, for me, I was a bit like, that, that's enough Felix for me. Shady uh, trick. I'm done. Maybe, maybe. If he is in no way attached to the Spang Gang. (laughs) 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 Um, uh, Even M, I was like, oh, God, we're going through the motions here. Yeah, I know. Well, he doesn't. What's he doing? He's not doing anything. Look, it's a skip it for me. Um, Funnily enough, though, it's a stirred four from me. So maybe I should go lower. No, no, Jake no, just doesn't really four. know what he's doing. No, it's a step yeah. four. Because I, I guess you no, shouldn't skip... Someday he's Arthur and Martha. This <laughs> yeah, that's right. You shouldn't skip Octopussy. Maybe, but you should... I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> skip it. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, look. I don't think this review is based around whether you should skip it or not skip it. But if I, I was to <laughs> draw the lights, what it's become. Uh, Where do you stand? Yeah, yeah, pick a side. It's an election year. If you are embarking on a James Bond novel journey and you're trying to get a really good detailed understanding of his literary roots, don't skip it. Uh, because I think this one, although it wasn't the most enjoyable James Bond novel, it does have a lot of good ingredients and it's got a lot of memorable moments and some, and some nice locations. Um, it doesn't stick the landing, but I think we're going to be referring to it a lot moving forward mm. as we read the other novels. Mm. I think I, I admire that Fleming is constantly trying to challenge himself and reinvent what his character presents. I think it's a good trait of his, and I think it's going to keep these novels really exciting, um, even if they misstep. Mm. For this, this is a slight misstep, but it's still it's still shaken. It's a shaken six for me. Oh, wow. There That's you go. lower than I thought, but mm. Mm. there you are. Mm. Mm. Well, gentlemen... That concludes our review Concluded. of uh, Diamonds Are Forever, the novel. Now, next week, we would usually do a, uh, a, a non-official Bond film. Mm. Well, guess bloody what? We're going to be doing that anyway. Oh, yeah, right. So I have... Uh, I'm showing you right now. Oh, a pie chart. Here oh. is a oh uh, my god, what have a, you done? A little wheel of fortune oh, yes. <laughs> that we've made up, which has a whole list of suggestions oh. that have been suggested oh, by the, the listeners. Poll. This is from the poll on oh, Twitter and is... Instagram. It's come oh, from I the see people. Some stinkers There's on some there. stinky turkeys. Oh, on oh there. god. Now and some good ones too. Let's not read out what's on there. No, no, no. Yeah, it's a yeah. complete surprise. It's a mystery we wheel. There's about two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, twenty. It's about 30. About 30. Wow. There was a couple I had to cut from the list because yeah. I think some people thought when I said a non-Bond film uh, that that meant literally any film. Well, I mean, it is kind of... I guess it's open to interpretation. <laughs> but I also had the qualifying... Bond film. Well, I said... Uh, an, oh, I did. Oh, well. And, and a Bond parody. That well, was they should have they should have read the question properly. Mm. Um, but uh, uh, I'll see you in court. Uh, I think it might get thrown out because the judge could probably see both sides. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah if yeah. you throw enough money at him, he'll probably throw it out. Well, that's what I did. Yeah, have faith in the legal system. Uh, but oh. now I don't know how to spin this wheel. You uh, just drag it, drag yeah, it, that's oh, it, and oh. just let him roll. But does it? Is it going to stop? Oh, oh spinning. Yeah, it's spinning. Oh. that up. Oh. Oh, oh, I'm happy about that. Yeah, let's do that one. Oh, there was oh, a cheer. Oh, oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, well, 
ladies and gentlemen, we will be watching 1996? Six? Six? Five? Six. Six. I think six. That seems right to me. Fact check. Fact check. Mm. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> we'll be joining you next week for 1996's Brian De Palma directed Tom Cruise starring oh, oh, Mission Impossible. <laughs> We'll see you then! Bye bye!